Four Midwest Guys presents... What is up all my fellow movie bros and welcome once again to another glorious year of Academy Award predictions. I'm your fellow Oscar bro and as always I'm here to give you the laydown every nominee and why each of these movies matter and why the nominations matter so let's get things started <clears throat> so for anybody who uh, is out there still listening to my show uh, you'll notice that normally I try to do the Golden Globe predictions but apparently this year kind of missed them sorry folks sorry if I let anyone down out there your bro doesn't try to do that but he's had his hands in quite a lot of pots lately and he sincerely apologizes for that but, however, we are going to make it up right now, and I'm going to try to get this one out before the Golden Globe Awards come out this coming Sunday. So without further ado, we're going to get straight to the nominees. But this year, the bro's going to do something a little new. He's got a game called, Are the Winners Going to Be Based Off of Real-Life People and Real-Life Events? So, that in mind, let's cut straight to the first category. But with all the controversies surrounding all the uh, sexual harassment cases and Hollywood and everything, I think it's time... We give a shout out to the ladies first, and we announce the best actress categories. The nominees are Judy Dench and Victoria and Abdul, Helen Mirren and The Leisure Seeker, Margot Robbie and I Tanya, Sorcy Ronan and Lady Bird, and Emma Stone for Battle of the Sexes. Now, you got two big contenders there with I Tanya and Lady Bird, both of which your bro here thinks might actually sneak into the best picture race this year, or at least have some strong showing there. That being said, if those two movies have the strongest possibility of getting nominated for Best Picture, then the race comes down to those two ladies right there. So I'm keeping with the tradition of are the winners going to be based off of real life people? And if I'm going to stick to this game, your bro's going to have to go with Miss Margot Robbie herself playing Tanya Harding in I, Tanya. Now that movie and Miss Robbie herself might also have strong momentum going into this year's Oscar race. She could potentially win here, and if so, she might be one of the top contenders of the five nominees this year. But again, the race comes down to Miss Margot Robbie versus Sorcy Ronan, and I'm going to give the edge to Margot Robbie. Next category is Best Actress in a Drama. We have Jessica Chastain for Molly's Game, Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, Meryl Streep for The Post, and Michelle Williams for All the Money in the World. Now this is a category that you do not have one weak nominee in that entire bunch. Yeah, Jessica Chastain is a fantastic actress. Same with Michelle Williams. Everything she's in, she practically turns to gold. But then you have your big three contenders, which is Sally Hawkins. She plays a mute woman, communicates through sign language during her Cold War era, and a Guillermo del Toro fantasy. So everybody, look for that movie to have an extremely strong showing come Best Picture time. You also have the one, the myth, the legend, the living legend herself, Miss Meryl Streep, portraying one of the reporters, during the uh, the Watergate scandal in the post. That movie, directed by Steven Spielberg, of course is going to have Oscar potential all over it, because the man is a living legend himself. You got a living legend, Meryl Streep, living legend, Steven Spielberg together to make a movie about one of the most controversial topics of the past couple decades. And what do we got? We got Oscar Gold right there. However, we also have Frances McDormand for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, in a movie that her performance was incredibly volcanic. So, this is an exciting race. You got five women that are at the top of their game. Five incredible performances, five great characters. But honestly, 
Your bro's going to predict it's going to be Sally Hawkins and Frances McDormand. It's going to come down between those two ladies. I'm going to give the edge to Miss Frances McDormand for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Moving on to Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. You have Steve Carell for Battle of the Sexes. Ansel Elgort for Baby Driver, which is an awesome movie. If you haven't seen it, you should check that one out. You will not be disappointed, my friends. You also have James Franco for The Disaster Artist, another great one that your bro here highly recommends. You have Hugh Jackman for Logan... Uh, oh, wait. Uh, musical, not uh, dramatic snubs. I, I apologize. Um, Hugh Jackman for uh, The Greatest Showman. And Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. Oh, man, your bro loves Get Out. That is his movie this year. Remember how empty bro got during talking about Mad Max Fury Road? That is about how amped I get watching Get Out or talking about Get Out or thinking about the prospects. I'm telling you, oh, the bro's just got to do some reps right now. I get like Yeah, that's got the bro seal of approval. Get out. Incredible movie. I love it. Wish all the luck in the world this year. However, if we're going to play my game of, is it based off a true story? Edge slightly goes to James Franco winning for The Disaster Artist. I got a sentimental spot for Mr. Daniel Kaluuya. I should probably learn how to pronounce his name, though. But I will. Guarantee you by the end of the year, bro's going to learn his name and how the proper way is to pronounce that. Moving on to Best Actor in a Drama, you have Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread, Another Living Legend in Another Living Legend movie, Tom Hanks for The Post, you have Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington and Roman J. Israel Esquire. Now your bro thinks this race is going to be between newcomer Timothy Chalamet and the veteran Mr. Gary Oldman for playing Winston Churchill. And again... Playing Winston Churchill, real-life person, real-life event, big epic moment in history the past century, past hundred years. So, you think he's got a good chance? I think he might have the edge. However, Timothy Chalamet not only did a very career-making performance in Call Me By Your Name, which he plays a young man, goes to Italy with his father, and begins developing some feelings for the uh, the guard, or for his father's assistant, another male, budding relationship at the time. Apparently sentimentally done from a screenwriter James Ivory, which, if any of y'all know, bro's got a soft spot for those 90s merchant ivory flicks. Remains of the day is my shit, yo! So seeing James Ivory's name up there as a potential screenplay nominee again just gets me amped. It's a great movie. I'm getting sidetracked. I'm getting ahead of myself. So again, the race comes down to Timothy Chalamet and Gary Oldman. And if we're going to use my game again, we got to go with Gary Oldman for winning. However, I'm going to slightly bend the rules of my game and predict Mr. Timothy Chalamet to win Best Actor. Best Song. That's pretty much going to be Remember Me from Coco. I mean, the only other song that's got a shot on this list is uh, Mighty River from Mudbound, but, I mean, unless it's gotten more, uh, more buzz, it's got more support for it. And also the fact that Coco uses Remember Me multiple times in the film, including one... Pretty sentimental moment in the end there. It's going to go to the musical moment of the year, to the song of the year. Remember me from Coco. There's your winner. Best score we have. Carter Burwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Alexandre Desplat for The Shape of Water. 
Johnny Greenwood for Phantom Thread, John Williams for The Post, and Hans Zimmer for Dunkirk. Now, the Golden Globes usually go in one of two directions. They'll either be a perfect match with the Oscars this year, because the last eight out of the ten years they've matched with best score exactly, or they just usually go off the wall and they pick something weird like Painted Veil winning way back in the day, didn't even get a nomination that year. This kind of stuff happens. Music categories get weird. And if that happens, it'll be Phantom Thread. However, if they line up with the Oscars, it's probably going to go to some Best Picture potential and either Alexandre Desplat's score for The Shape of Water, or it's going to go to Hans Zimmer's score for Dunkirk. You know, this year, between Baby Driver, Disaster Artist, and Get Out, and now you got Dunkirk, oh man, your bro's having just one hell of a year. I mean, you got Christopher Nolan, who's at the back at the top of his game, back during like his memento days, we're still doing like something kind of artistic, but now this film kind of like takes like everything a lot of his detractors said about him, that he tends to get a little too uh, preachy with his, script, his dialogue, very minimal dialogue, heavy on the imagery, it's some incredibly strong imagery, great use of visuals, and just, oh my god, everything about Dunkirk, I love. Your bro loves that movie, so... I'm predicting that if you're going to show some love for Dunkirk this year, it's going to be at best score, and I'm just going to give you a respectful rep there, Dunkirk! It's Dunkirk for the win, and your bro's having a great year. So let's move on. Turning to our mutual respect and admiration for the ladies, we're going to get to the supporting actor the supporting actor categories first. We're going to start with Best Supporting Actress. Your nominees are Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, Hong Chao for Downsizing, Allison Janney for I, Tanya, Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. So, you got a couple newcomers in Hong Chao and Mary J. Blige. It might be seen as too new by the voters, so they might not have, this might not be their year. Octavia Spencer is a previous winner, so this also might not be her year as well. So your bro thinks it's going to come down to either Allison Janney for I, Tanya or Laurie Metcalf from Lady Bird. Seeing as how supporting actress typically comes before best actress, if you see Allison Janney win here for I, Tanya, look for Sorcy Ronan to win best actress. However, if you see Laurie Metcalf win here for Lady Bird, Look to see uh, Margot Robbie win Best Actress. Or, you know, one movie just might sweep both actress awards. Moving on to Best Supporting Actor, you have Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project, Army Hammer, Call Me By Your Name, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, and Mr. Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Your bro thinks that this is going to be one incredible race for supporting actor. I know, I thought that last year, and it just got completely shaken up when they had uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson win for Nocturnal Animals, and that was it for him after that. I mean, he wins that award, and they didn't even get a SAG nomination, Oscar nomination, nothing. Everybody's precursors were thrown off. That was the year supporting actor in the Golden Globes became irrelevant. So I don't think they're going to do that again. They're going to try to be pretty on the money with this one. That said, I think Richard Jenkins might be the weakest of the five here, despite an incredibly strong performance. And however, Army Hammer, if he wins here, then you can definitely look for Mr. Gary Oldman to win Best Actor in a Drama. However, you got three incredibly strong performances here. You have Sam Rockwell, who took potentially what could have been a one-note performance and made it incredibly 
well-rounded and a very unique and interesting character to watch throughout this entire film. And you also have Willem Dafoe, who had a very sentimental portrayal in the movie The Florida Project. But we cannot forget the bros game of are they based off of real people. And if that game holds, then look for Mr. Christopher Plummer to win supporting actor that year. So you know what? I want to test the validity of my game and see how well that game holds up. I'm going to call Mr. Christopher Plummer to win Best Supporting Actor, and all the money in the world is based off of true events. But Christopher Plummer had to turn in not one, but two great performances. The second, of course, being because Ridley Scott had the mad genius idea of reshooting all of Kevin Spacey's scenes in like nine days, and Christopher Plummer had to turn in that second great performance at a last-minute notice, drop everything, and reshoot all the scenes. And apparently, the gamble paid off perfectly because he got three nominations for the movie here. Moving on to Best Screenplay, we have Lady Bird, Molly's Game, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And if we're going to talk about snubs for a minute, I think Get Out should have been in this category. It's not, not very happy about it. I'm going to press on though. So, honestly, I think four of these scripts have a really po strong chance of winning, and I think they're going to go in any way of the Best Picture nominees, but the one winner, your broken sea, more than any of these others is Miss Greta Gerwig winning screenplay for Lady Bird. Movie's got a lot of support, and it'd be a chance to actually award a female screenwriter, so I think it's gonna happen. Moving on to Best Director, we have Martin McDonough for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water, Ridley Scott, All the Money in the World, and Steven Spielberg for The Post. Well, they kind of caught hell for this little uh, undiverse group of nominees here, didn't they? Snubbing Jordan Peele for Get Out. Snubbing Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. That did not look good for them. That said, your bro thinks it's going to come down to the two visualists of the year. That's going to be between Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Your bro thinks the edge is going to slightly go to Guillermo del Toro here for The Shape of Water. Alright, moving on to Best Picture, we got... Uh, oh, wait, yeah. Oh yeah, animated film category. Um, what else is up against Coco? That's going to be Coco. Alright, so moving on to best pick... Oh yeah, foreign language film. Um, gotta be honest, the bro's kind of out of his element here when he does that category, so his guess is as good as anybody else's. Moving on to best picture, comedy, or musical. We have Disaster Artist, Get Out, The Greatest Showman, I, Tanya, and Lady Bird. With a disaster artist, I, Tanya, and Lady Bird, your bro thinks he's going to predict those three movies are going to take the other awards, and The Greatest Showman seems to be losing some steam rapidly that leaves behind one of the best-loved, best-reviewed movies of the year, the movie that made more than all four combined. That's right, your bro is talking about his choice and the groundbreaking Get Out for Best Picture Comedy or Musical. Even putting personal feelings aside, because you all know how much I love it, it has so much to say, it's got so much resonance, so much originality, so much going for it, that it's going to be hard to ignore it here. Best Picture Drama. Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Eben, Missouri. Honestly, any one of these movies could pull a win here. Not quite sure who's running ahead right now. Everything's kind of, uh, kind of up in the air. The ones I think have the strongest chance are the last three. The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. 
But if your bros game is going to stretch from acting to this category, I'm going to have to go with a movie making headlines right now, The Post. That's right. This movie, by refusing to be screened at the White House, is becoming that defiant symbol that voters are probably going to love to get behind. Not to mention it has a large amount of nominations, and so far, your bro's not predicting any wins for it. They're going to spread the love, they're going to spread the respect for it, so it's probably going to take home Best Picture Drama. Or we'll see how it all plays out. It's going to be Sunday soon. Am I on the money with my predictions? Is my game going to be a good precursor? We'll kind of see how it goes along, or am I just going to have to ditch the game at the end of the Golden Globes? Or am I just way off and I didn't count on the mentality of uh, voters being stronger in one nominee than another? Who knows? We'll see when the Golden Globes come around Sunday. Well, that about wraps up our show tonight. So, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for hanging in. And thank you all my fans out there. Any ones that are out there, anyone that likes the show. Until then, tune in next week after the Golden Globes. We'll see how well my predictions held up. Until then, the Brokeny is closed!